This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hit Kai Fishing Podcast. It's Takeover Tuesday here on the Paddle Fin Network. Let's do this. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp. Our host. Hey guys, 
Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Rusty Hook. It's John Rapp, and I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight. Got a great little show lined up for you as uh, I've reached out and talked to some of the top anglers here in West Virginia who just recently competed in the West Virginia Kayak Anglers Season 2 event up in Jackson County, better known throughout the area as the Jackson County Shootout. Um, as usual, it's some of the bigger names stood out within our club. Uh, Buddy Vance won the event. Mark Edwards came in third and newcomer who's been with us for a couple years, but is really having a hot 2023. Uh, Michael Ribner, uh won the tiebreaker and finished second. So I've got their interviews here. And I figured we would show those to you. And uh, first of all, you know, as everybody knows that watches this show, I'm in rural West Virginia, and my broadcast is streaming live using Starlink. And so there may be some lag or delay. I apologize for that. But that's the only choice I have to use something like that. There's no good high-speed Internet uh, via like uh, 18. First thought of fishing when I was a little kid, my stepfather brought us down to a little local pond and caught a bunch of little sunfish. And ever since then, that's, that's been it. Been hooked. Love it. Favorite fishery? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, Lake Champlain. And if you've ever been there, then you know. By far the best fishery in the Northeast. My favorite, hands down. So fishing accomplishments. Uh, won a lot of local events here in Rhode Island. Massachusetts. Uh, done fairly well in the KBF, uh, the national trails. Placed a few top fives, few top tens. But I uh, got that Mamba mentality. Until I win, I'm not done yet. This accomplishment's aren't finished. We got a long way to go. And let's get it done this year. fishing with hmm that's an easy one mike ike definitely mike ike that would be an adventure for sure uh definitely mike iaconelli for sure 100 percent uh, he's just won at every major level of tournament fishing. And, dude, I mean, if you watched him, he's just entertaining to watch. And, yeah, that's why I'd love to fish with this guy. Uh, one day, hopefully. You hear that, Mike? One day. We have to go fishing.
So my least favorite uh, technique would probably be one of the most successful techniques, uh, and that's the drop shot. I just don't like the drop shot. It's a very boring technique, but I've caught a lot of fish off it and a lot of quality fish. Hey, I appreciate Chris sending me the, his answers to be included in the Angler Profile series. Guys, I do Angler Profiles for not only the West Virginia guys, but where I am also do the podcast for Feel Free, you'll see a bunch of the Feel Free Fishing Team members on here as well. Just like uh, in, in a little bit, I'll do Jerry Spradlings, who is a West Virginia guy and a Feel Free Fishing Team member. Anyway... I want to bring up my first interview. We're going to start off with our third place guy, who was uh, Mark Edwards, always in the top five. If he don't win the event, you know he's you're going to find him up at the top. So let's bring Mark on. Here's his recorded interview from yesterday. We were down at his uh, art show uh, Saturday while you were fishing. He said, "Man, I'm run through it's 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 the beginning of May. You fished for about a month now." maybe a little longer. What are you doing different, or are you doing anything different now that you did last year, the last couple of years? And have you picked up any new sponsors or anybody that you brought on your boat you're using? Um, I, I did pick up a new sponsor. It's uh, Folks Custom Lures. And uh, Nick, Nick and his dad, they, they repaint a lot of uh, a Rapala or name brand lures, or they can uh, or paint. Uh, they got their own line of lures now too and um yeah so they 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 help me out um but 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 really the key the key to this time of year is is all about the spawn right so this time of year the fish are not really thinking about eating as much as they are just doing their natural thing of spawning and stuff so the thing is with them lakes they're always dirty they got really big fish, a lot of fishing pressure, but luckily we didn't have it much pressure Friday. I think I only seen one other competitor practicing is all I seen uh, Friday. So, and that, that, that helped out with the numbers. I think, you know, where we, where we didn't have a lot of people practicing the day before, uh, but, but we've had cold weather. So the fish, they're in that spawn mode, and I think they've been, you know, in that mode for a little while. But this cold weather, and then we had a lot of rain, so both lakes, um, talking about O'Brien and Elk Fork, they both uh, had been, O'Brien was like a foot and a half or two foot high this past week. So it dropped that amount over a week. It's been dropping all week. So that really hurts the fishing when they're in that spawn mode, right? Because they're just worried about spawning, raising their little ones, doing all that stuff. And then both lakes are so dirty, the water's not clear enough to even bed fish or nothing. So it's really, really hard to tell what the fish are doing there. The only way you can tell is catch fish and look at them. Native, do you have your boats set up with the the the... Not spot lock, but what's it called? The panoptics? Are you I got a live scope. Well, live it's, scope. um, yeah, max two fish that, um, my two, my second cast, I caught my first keeper off a spinnerbait. And I, you know, I was throwing moving baits to start with. 
And I, I mean, I had that one bite and it was next to the boat. So the fish had followed it or something before it ate. And then I never had another bite. Like, Yeah, those guys, guys, while he's reloading, I'm going to pull up his profile page here. And that way you can see what he Upper, keep going. wrote. Yeah, you're good. It's, it's a poor connection. I, it's, it'll come back here in just a second where I'm out in the middle of God's to nowhere. Uh, but I was okay, just keep going then. Yeah. Well, I... and, um, you can use what the hummingbird calls a landscape mode. <laughs> Instead of looking vertical on live, you're actually looking like spread out. And I think that's what a lot of these professional guys are doing now. Um, but I, I don't have a lot of patience for that. Yeah. I just look at cover. You, you know, like they always spawn near a stump or a bush a rocky bank, some some kind of cover they're usually set up beside. So that's, I just fish old school, just, and I just threw a, a spinner bait up, up against that. And I, um, I, I knew but, it. That was, you took the question right out of my mouth, man. I was going to say, hey, hey, Marky, what, what did you, was, did the old spinner bait make its, its appearance and was it effective? And of course, before I could ask that question, you're like, you were throwing it. Did it catch some of the fish for you? The first one, and that was it. And I never, I ended up cooling that fish. It was a 12 and a half. Okay. And I didn't get another bite until like 9.30, maybe some, somewhere around that time. And, you know, that's a long time. That's already three hours in the tournament. And by then, I was done throwing a Cinco. Right. And uh, I just, once I got a bite on it really fast, I changed collars. I threw a, I threw a black and blue for a long time. Well, I say a long time. Say probably forty minutes, thirty minutes, and never had a bite. So then I changed just to a regular green pumpkin. Which that dirty water, you don't think that you always think your darker collars, you know, because it actually shows up better. Right. But actually, if you look at bluegill in the water on them dirty lakes, the they're they don't stand out. You know what I'm saying? They're and fish really slow. And the next two bites I had, I lost both of them. And I seen both fish. One was over 18, and the next one probably wasn't even five casts later. Um, which I got it all on video. <laughs> I don't know if I'll release it. Oh, you can yeah. see the back. Mark you can see the background really good. <laughs> I hate letting. But oh, anyway, okay, the second you. one it was over 20 inches. It was a real good fish. And I, I just think it wasn't meant to be. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing I did wrong. It just come unbuttoned. And then, um, luckily, I was fishing close to Amos Hicks, and he gave me some snacks because I was getting hungry and I had no food. I forgot my little bag of food. I had left it in a truck. And Amos, he seen me losing fish, and he hooked me up with some food. And I made a run. A little ways and i ate on the way over there and after i ate the fish started biting i mean i, I ended up catching probably about 12 keepers after that or something they they started out really small i mean i was I, when you fish them lakes you really just pray for a limit and you just there's so many big fish in there eventually you're gonna catch good sized fish you know well, i'm showing everybody you, that monstrous nine inch fish that you were posing with right now just as you started talking about small fish i was showing that fish <laughs> I, 
Well, I had a little bit of service where I was at, and I had four fish for 45 inches, and the one was a 15. So that means I had three fish for 30. Yeah. That's how bad. I mean, I was just hoping for a limit, and then I was just getting bit every five minutes or so. I mean, I just kept moving down the bank, and any uh, any piece of cover was in the water, there was a fish on it almost. And you just had to, like, cast out, and it's really hard to fish like that. You just have to cast out and leave it set for a while. And uh, and then and within 25 minutes, I think I called three times. I caught two 16-inch fish and a 17 just within 25 minutes there. Then, I, then, then you start feeling good, like, hey, man, another bite or two, and there's a chance. So those bites were all on Cinco's at the end of the day when you, when you switched them? Yeah, up? yeah. They were actually all on the same sinker. Sweet. Well, so yeah. I, I, next, there's next something I do with a sinko. I don't know. Eric Cormack hooked me up with them years ago. Um, it's called G7 tubing. Have you ever heard of it? Uh-uh. It's a clear tubing, and you got to have a special tool, tool to put it on a sinko. And what's weird is, I mean, sometimes I'll catch one fish on a sinko, and it's bad. You know how they are. They tear really right. easy. Um, but uh, I think I only used three worms all day. That's how insane. I mean, the fish wasn't tearing them up at all. Uh, but that G7 tubing is, is a real big help. I mean, So how, how do you how, how does it work? Explain how that, that process that works. That you, is it something you cut and you put it in the hook or put it over its sleeve? Um, still, you know, they make these O-rings. You know, a lot of people yeah. use the O-rings, but right. your hook will actually be sideways you know, from the worm, and I always want, like, the worm's facing this way, I want my hook like this. Right. Um, I'm thinking that it gives a better, you know, chance of a hookup. Because whenever you're wacky rigging, your hookup percentage, I've used every hook, I've tried everything, and it's just, it's not 100%, man. It's just like you're not going to get them all in, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, sounds like you had a pretty good day. You lost two fish. Um, yeah, you- like I didn't lose nothing else after that. I, yeah. I caught everything. And they just kept getting bigger as the day went on. But I was a long ways from the truck. And so I started working my way back. And I think I was fishing too fast. I kind of knew where they were at. But I was fishing too fast. I wasn't letting. And I got all the way back to where I knew it was a real good bank. And... um and I sl- give him a second to re reset here. Took seven minutes to go. You back? It's really, really handy in the river, man. That power pole was really nice in the river. So what's when up? you just put, you know, you just click a button and then you're stuck. You know, it's your down, so. What's up next for you, brother? What, what, where do you head to from here? Uh, Ripley again. Ripley, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, that, then, then we're, we so gotta, we got back to back. So we got to be 80.5 inches for the next tournament, man. That's the goal? Well, um, the next, the, the club, it's another West Virginia club, but they do four fish now. So, oh, okay. yeah, if I take 80 for four, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a great day. Yeah. <laughs> When, when I signed up for like a like um, two different club monthlies, like West Virginia Kayak Anglers and MSKA monthlies, and um, 
I kept trying to load five fish for the other club. Yeah. And it wasn't taking it, and I couldn't figure it out. It was four fish for the monthly, too, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was all confused. Why, why am I only got 65 inches on here? Sixty. Yeah, well, I, I should, I should I have got, 85. I, got, I had 75 and a half. I caught a really, really big fish in practice. That's good. Yeah, you probably ain't seen it, have you? Uh-uh. It's I on my stories. I got it on my okay. stories okay. right now. Check but uh, I caught a 22 and a quarter in practice. Ooh. Seven yeah, it was a seven half. Well, I thought, but my scale said 6.72. Okay. So almost seven. Um, but, um, and I caught um, 18 and three quarters and a 17 and a half, and I lost another 18 in practice. Well, brother, I appreciate you stepping up. Jumping on here after a long day, 12-hour shift to work. I know you want to go get some, get a hot shower and some grub in the belly. I know you fed the dogs, but uh, now it's time for you to go grab something to eat. Cool refreshment. Get ready for your next 12-hour shift. But uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, we wish you much success for your next event. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, just right now, this time of year, just fish slow. That's the main thing. And that, my friends, is the best advice you'll ever get from Mark Edwards, Mark Edwards Fishing on Instagram, Mark Edwards, the man, the total package to men. Thanks, John. Thank you, man. You have a great day. You too. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be back. We'll come back with Michael Rising. All right, guys, appreciate y'all hanging tight through all that. No, we had a little bit of a lag. Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come to our next angler, Michael Ridenauer, who finished second. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Do Bro Fishing. Manufactured and designed green products, American-made plastics, and fishing gear. Westbrook Supply Company, Atlanta's best kayak company for all your paddling and fishing needs. Yak Gadget. American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one outdoor destination. Whitewater, ziplining, water park. All right, we're back. Live, raw, and unfiltered here on the Rusty Hook. I hope you guys like what I've been doing here with my man cave. Just over here on the corner view, up by the Rusty Hook sign, is a very nice gifted lamp that was made from fish art from Jody Queen. I want to show you guys some of the stuff that they do at the House of Art. This is Jody Queen's place, okay? Um, you need to go to Bluefield, West Virginia. He was just doing an interview with Z-Man. I'm probably spilling the beans here a little bit on that, but he just did an interview with Z-Man. Uh, they were down there checking out. They just had an art gallery uh, opening uh, exhibit this past Saturday. So I'm going to bring on the next video here. Uh, the Michael Ridenauer, who finished second place at the event, did a interview with him yesterday. Worked out pretty good. Guys, if the, the lag is too bad and you're missing a lot of the interviews here, 
I will upload a video, this video, to the Rusty Hook podcast page for you to review at your leisure. But here we go with Mike. All right, guys. We're back. Live raw and unfiltered on the Rusty Hook. And I'm going to bring on Mikey right in there, who uh, has been killing it this year. Just a little background on Mikey. Uh, he went to Tennessee for the two-day paddle and fin tournament. First day, he was a top five, top six. But then that second day, he had a bad day. So it wasn't a good day. It wasn't a bad day, but it wasn't good enough to keep him in the money. But he was still, let's talk about the WVK event where you put up 80 plus inches and uh, came in second. Yeah, it was was a good day. Typically, uh, last year, I fished O'Brien during the Jackson County. I love Elk Fork. It's my favorite lake. Uh, in the summer when the grass is up, I'll go there with just a frog and and slay fish all day long. Love Elk Fork. But when it comes to tournaments, I usually pick O'Brien over it just for the, the quality of the fish. Elk Fork has them, but I feel like O'Brien usually does. This year I decided... You gotta excuse us. We live out in the country. He'll pop back on here second. Speed comes back on. Uh, he's out in the middle of uh, God's country, just like I am. So our our broadband is the best. Mikey, you're back on, buddy. Keep going. Yep. Uh, so Alex was really wanting to fish Elk Fork, and I, I lost you again. depending on where the fish were with the spawn uh there's a shallow cove all the way back to the left next to the dam that i like to fish i know there's a shallow flat with a lot of structure and then the big shallow flat up by the head of the river and i made the decision a lot of anglers really headed out to the right toward the dam uh so i made a decision to run down to the flat next to the river uh, if they were moved up onto that flat yet, I know there was a lot of structure just off of that and a little bit deeper water that the big females may be holding on, and and I was going to live and die by that. Uh, got down there with despair. Uh, I took the, the buzz bait from Del Hollow, same exact one. It's only got a few strands left on it. It's about <laughs> where it needs, needs a new skirt. Um. It was within first 10 casts, landed my first big fish of the day, and and I thought the morning was just going to be on fire. Uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, it was several hours uh, fishing every stump in that flat, trying to, to make it happen. Made a run up the river, made some, some bait changes still, just could not get a bite. And I put a three-quarter ounce big blade bluegill chatterbait on uh and was just pitching and flipping coming back out of the river running a pretty good clip with the torpedo trying i was going to make a run up the lake and i had my second fish hit uh i actually it was i was moving a little fast for the chatterbait and it was behind me and i thought i'd snagged and when i pulled it came with it so i backed off the throttle got my second nice fish in the boot and just spent the rest of that day throwing that chatterbait and was lucky let me interrupt you there, bro. It, uh, I'm showing everybody your Facebook feed here. 
and it says you had only six just cranking because i was moving and torquedo was really dragging that thing faster than what i wanted it to okay. um so it kind of helped me figure out that pattern so I, I started just pitching it uh along the bank pulling it by cover and i'm just burning it i'd let it sink to the bottom and i'd just burn it back and that ended up being the bite for the rest of the day to get all the rest of my fish uh and it was just covering a lot of water though i ended up down at the river and didn't get my last two fish until i got all the way up to the dam uh and i covered every inch of bank all the way up through there so it was a grind they were pulled back all of them were out on a little deeper water uh probably one of the toughest days on elk fork that i'd ever had uh but the water due to the rain was was definitely a little muddier than usual and the water level, I believe, was coming down. I noticed the shoreline uh, water levels looked like it was dropping throughout the day. So I think that played a part in the bass pulling back a little bit. Okay. So t tell us a little bit about your setup this year versus last year. What have you changed uh, from 2022 to 2023? Um, I don't know that I've really changed anything. I feel like this is my third year tournament fishing. Uh, I feel like that I'm just getting smarter. Uh, I'm, I'm retaining and things that, that I've learned along the way are really just starting to click and come together. And I've got a better understanding of the fish themselves, uh, and how they hold throughout the yearly movements. And I spend a lot of my winters just researching bass, uh, trying to learn the, the species itself and, and educate myself on bass and their movements. And I think that's really just playing a part. I got you. Well, um, you're still uh, in a native too, aren't you? I am. I'm in a native. Uh, well, all my boats are native. I have Titans, Slayers, Slayer Maxes. I uh, love the native brand. And uh, I did get a newer boat this year. Uh, picked up another 12 uh, about a month and a half ago. Got it set up. Uh, basically mimicked my other one. Uh, I was comfortable with it, like where everything was at. Uh, so everything's still pretty much the same. Uh, I rely a lot less on my, my active target this year and going more with instincts and just what I know of bass movements and what I've learned, and yep. and it's obviously paying off. That was my next question because uh, I talked to Mark, and uh, he he has active target or whatever that. Yep, we have the same same unit. And he was, uh, he was saying he didn't rely on it too much as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, it played a huge part yesterday in the Appalachian, a uh, huge part. Well, tell us about that. It'll come back here in just a second, folks. Stand by. I didn't even put a graph on my boat the day of the Jackson County. Okay. So what did you do uh, for your win yesterday? So Rocky Gap Lake's not very big. It's a clear fishery. Everybody said that the water was up uh, from where it was a week ago. Uh, I was pitching uh, Z-Man, uh, bang sticking some brush piles and pulled my first two 17 and three quarters out of two separate brush piles right in the thick of it early. Uh, end up catching another little one, seeing some bed fish 
uh, and their beds were out in 10 feet of water. Oh, wow. Uh, and I, I guess that's just due to the water level being up, as everybody said it was. I'd never fished that lake before. Uh, and I actually, it was kind of by accident. Uh, fished all the way around that lake. One time, I decided to make a run across from one cove all the way across the lake. Uh, and on my way across, I was looking at my graph. And a blow-up happened out in the middle, and I had a white spinnerbait on a rod tied in. I pitched it out to that blow-up, thinking it was a smallmouth being out in the middle of the lake. And 20-inch largemouth engulfed it on the fall. Uh, got her in, made a few casts there, went on the other side, fished down that bank, went all the way around. And I decided there's got to be something while she was out in the middle of that lake. Uh, so when I couldn't get any more fish... I made a run back, and I ended up passing Jason Courtney, president of Maryland Bass, and spoke with him briefly, and he was uh, wanting to know what my plan was, and I said I was going to go to the middle of the lake, and I was going to live and die by it. Uh, I went out, and I found very close to where I caught her, because I had marked it on my graph, there was a hump that came out of 18 feet up to about 8 to 10 feet, and it was full of grass. So I anchored out just off of that hump, kicked my live target on, uh, tied on a Mega Bass Plus 2 jerk bait, and I sat there for the last two hours. And not only did I catch my fish, I broke off on an absolute giant. I don't know if she would have been double digits, but maybe. <coughs> uh, trying to put my hand in her mouth, she, my rod, the line just couldn't hold the weight, and she ended up breaking off on me. But uh, I still was able to catch a bunch of fish out of that school when they'd move off of that bottom up onto that flat they wouldn't eat on the way up and they wouldn't eat up on that knoll but every time they'd come off they would eat and i sat there for just two hours and that's where i've caught my whole bag was out deep uh on school big feeding fish that were moving onto that grass on to eat so what's next for you in the uh upcoming days here so we've got mountain state uh, Jackson County again next weekend. Uh, I believe I'm going to try to make that. Uh, Appalachian has the Savage Reservoir coming up. Um, I've really got to look at my calendar. I really want to hit some of the KBF trail events this year. Uh, so depending on what they conflict with, uh, I'll definitely hit all the local events, and I'm I'm going to be on Lake Chickamauga for the KBF June 11th, I believe the date for that. So I'm going back to Tennessee. Okay, awesome, outstanding. All right, man. Well, appreciate you taking a few minutes of your day. I know you're trying to make some money in your business, but uh, we avoided some technical difficulties, of course. Both of us live out in the country, out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. and we have to deal with weak signal and broadband's not the best, so we have to deal with the, our nice uh, AT&T services and stuff. But uh, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me, buddy. It's always good to talk with you, John. You guys be safe, and uh, I'll see you out on the water at the next one, buddy. All right, man. You take care. You too. All right. That was my boy, Mike, right there. Kicking it, starting off 2023 with a with a, a bang, savagely hitting it hard. So stand by, and we'll be right back. All right, so that was a great interview with Mikey. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, Heath Mullins and all the rest of you. 
here on the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Now the interview that you've been waiting for all evening is with Buddy Vance. <clears throat> if you guys have been following Buddy, you'll know what he's been into. I think I preview it here, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the interview and let you guys hear about what Buddy's doing and what he's done to change for this year. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. John Rapp. Great show. We've got great guests, and as you can see, I've got on cue my man Buddy Vance. Now, let's talk about Buddy Vance because he is the hottest kayak angler in our area at the time. Not like he's not been the one of the hottest guys. Finished second last year, angler of the year. I mean, he's always known to be an early bed fisherman, cold water fisherman. The guy can just straight up hammer fish. So I've got Buddy here. We'll talk to him. You know, he won the first WK event last month. Then he went and smoked a Hobie event, I believe, down in, uh, oh, I want to say Florida or South Carolina. He was sixth out of like 160. Now, as you can hear in the background, I am having connection issues with Buddy. We're going to bring Buddy on. We're going to talk about a couple things. Buddy had a scary incident down in Tennessee. He's going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, he's going to talk about his win at WK event number two, and we'll touch on how well he did down at Hobie. We've got hope. We've got a hot angler here. I don't want to let him go. I want to talk to him about what makes him so successful. So, Buddy Vance, you are live, raw, and unfiltered, my friend. Hey, how you doing, John? Good, man. Hey, lots of things to talk about, man. Yeah. We've talked about that first win last month, but since then you've been keeping the roads hot. You've been to uh, was it South Carolina or Florida? Uh, South Carolina, Hartwell. Okay, Hartwell. Okay, so it was South Carolina, and I know you went to Chick, yep. and you have smacked Elk Fork around a little bit in the past week. So yep. tell us, tell us about uh, everything that you've been into leading up to your big win this past weekend. Well, I went down to Hartwell and uh, had had a had a good two days pre-fishing. Found a lot of fish on beds, but that last day uh, pre-fishing, uh, actually caught a twenty-plus incher and then lost another twenty-plus inch. You know, uh, fishing a point, pre-spawn fish, and decided to fish, you know, to go away from the beds. Believe it or not, wow! And fish these post-spawn fish because the bite was a whole lot better and. Uh, the fishing was, I thought, was pretty hard uh, to catch them on bed down there. Uh, I would assume from the pressure they was getting, and the quality fish just wasn't there, you know, to waste the time. I thought, you know, on bed fishing. So, uh, first day, I caught a limit. Was calling fish by within the first hour. I didn't know how bad they would come back and haunt me, but after seeing how close I was. Yeah, that really hurt. But <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was thankful and blessed to finish that, you know, six amongst anglers, you know, across the country like that. I mean, my goal was top fifty and to finish that close, I mean, I was truly thankful and it was kind of redemption from Gunnersville. I was sitting twentieth at Gunnersville after day one and you know, didn't catch a limit day two and that you know, that one hurt. Yeah. So it was redemption to finish that high and man, I was I was on cloud nine. Oh, I bet. I bet. So I, I, we're, we were pulling for you, and we were really happy to see you walk the stage. I mean, 
you know how it is when we get get a, a West Virginia guy down there. Um, so we're we're definitely oh, tickled. It was a big accomplishment. Yeah, I, I look forward. I'm gonna fish a couple more with them. Uh, still debating on Texas. I mean, I think I'm seventeenth in angler of the year points with with Bassmaster, and I, I would like to go. I hate to give up in points. You know, I, I'm really glad and happy that you did not come and take that four thousand dollar big bass pot at Paddle and Finn. Um, years ago, when when I first started with him, uh, MSKA, you know, yeah. My first, uh, I think it was my second tournament with him. Flipped it over a boat, you know, boat went by and big wave came and actually was trying to score fish. And I didn't know I was up on a, over a stump. And once the wave hit me, the stump flopped me. But never dreamed I'd flip a Hobie. I mean, uh, me and Philip had talked about, Philip talked about his flipping, and I still found it hard to believe. And uh, found herself out in the middle of the lake on Chick Air. And Brandy had caught her personal best. It was a six and a half pound largemouth, absolute tank. Way to go, and, Brandy! Uh, so we was riding on cloud nine, and it was getting late. We decided it's time to go in, and we've got a couple miles, you know, to get back. And like I said, Chick's a big lake, and uh, we dealt with waves all day with boat traffic. And I, I still don't remember a boat going by. I guess the lake, uh, the, the wave had built across the lake. Okay, well, it looks like we're going to lose Buddy here for a second. He'll be right oh. back. He, poor connection. All right, Buddy, I think you're back, man. I said, wow, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a big wave, and it hit us, and it landed in my lap, and I turned sideways, and I was looking back at her because I was more concerned with her, and uh, that second wave just plowed me and flopped me sideways and Whew. lost some rods. That's all I lost. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, little bit of pride. Yeah. <laughs> so did you sitting out did, in the middle of the lake? You know. You know. Luckily, I had practiced it before, so I knew yeah. how to flip it. Because so you, I mean, you have you have that that that, that all that high dollar gear on your stuff now. You got a torpedo. You've got that. Was it uh, active target? And I mean, yeah. that could be that could be scary. You know, not only the fact that you could lose your life, but then you turn around like you're okay, and you're like, oh, okay, I gotta flip my boat back. And then you're checking, and so to just that lose my it. first thing, but I when I got up out, of, you know, come out of the water to see if she would, she didn't flip because I know she. I mean, she would have freaked out. She was already freaking out on me. Yeah, and uh, I'm comfortable in the water, uh, but still, I was thinking, man, I've lost, I've lost all my rods. <laughs> I knew I didn't have it hooked up because I never dreamed that. Uh, everything else I knew was secure. I, I was worried about my keys and stuff, you know, but the box was locked. Thank goodness. But, uh, the matter of flopping it back up, and actually I held on to the kayak and used my remote and got me back to the bank because uh, it was leaning real bad full of water. Yeah. So I knew, I knew I couldn't get in the kayak, and like I said, we're still a long ways from the bank. And that... Uh, well, that it's was good another, to... you know, getting the water out of that kayak and getting it up on the bank, you know, just me and Brandy there, and uh, it was tough. Yeah, he said that he's down with big water, but you know, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm not no, she'll be there. She cut her personal best. <laughs> she said, "We'll stay close to the bank." But <laughs> so we was fishing, you know, main water, uh, a hump out in the main water, and uh, 
we caught a lot of fish on it. And she, like I said, she ended up, I, I was there when she caught her six and a half pounder and she awesome. was ecstatic. And she caught on a drop shot, wasn't a Senko note, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, man. But mine, mine was still longer than hers, but she, you know, I caught 21 and a half, but she definitely caught one. That, that, that she was, that, that girl was fat. And, uh, Big old chunk. She, Oh, yeah, chunk. Hey, man, so everybody wants to know how you did it. So while you're talking about the WVK event, I'm going to pull up your Facebook page so people can read what you wrote while you're talking about it. Cool? Okay. I I went up there before the chick and done some pre-fishing. Usually, like I said, I fish O'Brien, but... um, this time I decided to fish Elk Fork uh, with the conditions. I thought it suited me best with the conditions. Um, I'd caught them before on spinnerbait and a, and a rage bug up there, pre-fishing. So I decided to do the same thing. Let's see, wait. Oh, lights went out. I started. Uh, <laughs> I started. They. I started. It's got motion lights here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I started the day uh, with spinnerbait. And caught a couple, and ended up losing a, a smaller one. Uh, picked up the rage bug again, and caught my first big fish. Okay, guys, signal's going to pop out here for a second. It's going to pop right back in. Buddy can we'll get Buddy to continue on here. It was a quality fish. Yeah, welcome to the country life, here, folks. So what was that about that quality fish? What did I hear about a quality fish? Yeah, the first one was a 21 and a half, you know, with a rage, rage bug. And then, like I said, never put it down the rest of the day. And uh, caught a lot of fish, good quality fish. So and, ended up kept, and ended up kept calling up, you know. And uh, But what I was doing, John, is throwing to, to wherever I thought there was a bed. You know how the Jackson County lakes are. They're mud. Yeah. Yeah. Call a lot of fish. That's, that's the same way I'll do you know, the upper mud, if the water gets dirty, is I'll fish it the same way. Hey, so are you going to fish MSKA this coming up weekend and go up there and take their money too? So, so if y'all don't know, Buddy's at a mining site, and I'm back out in the middle of God's country, so we're we're fighting signal here. He, yeah. he's, at, he's at mining headquarters, and I'm here in Somersville, out, out by Mount Nebo, where we both don't have very good connections. So bear with us if you can hear us, guys. But, hey, I, I don't know if you caught my question, buddy, but are you going to go take MSK's money next week? I, 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 I think I'm going to fish it. I'm wanting to. Uh, I know Brandy's working, so I thought, you know, I don't have nothing planned. <laughs> I, I, I went to the Upper Mud yesterday and uh, – Actually, yep. called up in the two days southern. So yeah, Jason posted it yet, but hopefully I was in first when last time I checked. So hopefully I won it, but I don't know. He ain't posted yet. Well, you know, if it's Buddy Vance and it's bed fishing and it's it's springtime cold water, uh, it, it's it's a good possibility you're gonna be in first place. Up, hey John, the upper mud's about ready to get right too. By the way, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were just—they were some beds, not many, but it's get ready to get right. I'm gonna take off Wednesday and hit it again. <laughs> I'm, kind of, 
on that monthly, you know, I, was, I think I'm up to around 96 and a half, 97, so. Well, I, I'm curious, you know, we've got our annual trip coming up. And uh, so you're going to beat 99 inches this year? Oh, yeah, I, I, hopefully 100 plus. I, I'm I'm. I, I, I'm going to reach out to Greg, and I'm going to say, buddy, we got to beat our 93. I think we had 93, hey, 94. So it's tough. I mean, them fish, uh, they just don't get long. They get they get fat, but they don't get long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> if you if you don't know, you'll hear you'll see me and Buddy and Brandy and all the crew from last year going back up to our trip to Erie here at the end of the month, and uh, look forward to seeing. You'll see some good video and photos of our trip. Count on it. So, I've been seeing some pictures, some guys up there right now. I know, and they've been whacking them. Like, so, but they're not. They're not sponsored from that fleet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Randy said, "Well, you just want some new rods." I was like, "Well, I didn't want them that way." But and, and I owe Shark a rod too. I lost his G Luma swim bait rod. So, I figured. I you, did you have Phillips make rods for you? Yeah. I've been throwing the swim bait a lot. Uh, I mean, that's new for me, and uh, I've been sw uh, throwing the swim jig a lot. And like I said, that's new for me. But it's, I mean, it's it's working. Well, yeah, it's put some money in your pocket this year, definitely. Awesome. Hopefully, this summer. If there's some off you can count so. If you can stay in the top 10, I think you're going to be looking pretty daggone good. I think the tiger, what's the tiger's next? Yeah, it is. Will we be able to fish the lake or the river? Yes. Yeah, I'll probably, probably choose the lake. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I went, last time I fished it was with MSK. That's been a while back. I mean, we was culling on the lake 17, 18 inch fish. I, mean, I knew. Some... I, yeah. Quality smallmouth on that lake. Well, if if they're there, I know you'll find them. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out. <laughs> hey, um, any final thoughts and any passing advice that you would like to give any new anglers that are getting into the into kayak fishing or into the kayak tournament scene? I would definitely uh, be prepared for when you do flip, because I mean it's just a matter of time. It it does happen. I would practice you know, getting back up on the kayak or how to flip the kayak back up and uh, be sure and wear your life preserver and tie everything down for sure. Yeah. And on top of that, guys, make sure people know where you're at, where you're fishing, yeah. the ramp that you're at, where to, when, and they can possibly expect you if you're fishing till dark. That way, if if, if you're not home by 11 or 12, that they can reach out and look, look for you or something. I highly recommend fishing with somebody too. Agreed. I do too. Man, on the kayak, you never know what's going to happen, and uh, I'm glad Brandy was there. Uh, but you know, I still a phone call away from Tony and Doug, but I couldn't get to my phone where it was underwater. So. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Well, buddy, I appreciate you taking uh, some time to spend with us this evening and uh, stopping by here to Rusty Hook. Tell us a little bit about your that sixth place bass 
Master uh, plaque you got in your background and uh, uh, the WK events that you won. But uh, when you get the opportunity, man, um, you guys need to keep an eye on Buddy's Facebook page. Watch what he does. You can learn a lot from him. He, he is a great angler. And uh, as soon as we get him back on here, we're going to sign off. Wish him well. Again, I apologize for some of the minor delays here because of being out in the middle of God's country. There you are. Hey, buddy. Thank you, buddy. I, I, for all the, the hanging out with me through the technical glitches and the, the tree satellite signal issues. But uh, appreciate your insight and thought. And we wish you continued success on the WVK and all the di different tournament trails that you do. Thank you. And I look forward to spending about five days with you here toward the end of the month. Hey, we're going to whack them up there. We'll stick around me while I show you. If you I'll show you where the bigger ones are. I, I want the, to. They're in the deeper water, but. I'll be with you there this year. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to stick, stick to your shadows, just like those 15 or 20 bass boats that we're doing last year. <laughs> That's what Tony told me the other day. He said, I, I'm not leaving your side. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on a second there, buddy. Don't leave yet. Okay. All right, guys. That was Buddy Vance, uh, the premier cold water fisherman here in West Virginia. If you want to know anything about bed fishing techniques, uh, swim baits, but specifically fishing beds, my man Buddy is a great resource. Uh, just hit him up. I'm sure he'll give you uh, some tips and tricks on how he rigs his stuff to make him successful. Anyway, We'll be right back after this break. All right, so I appreciate Buddy Vance and you, all of you guys hanging out with us tonight here on the Rusty Hook via the Paddle and Fan Podcast Network page. It's been a great evening. This video will be uploaded to the Rusty Hook Podcast in full for the ones, for the little bits and pieces that you may have missed due to the lag here. The leaves are popping out. I'm going to relocate my satellite, see if I can avoid some of these issues. But uh, again, if you haven't done it, make sure you take the time to go. Oh, wrong, wrong one. Let's see. That, like, share, just subscribe to the show. But I wanted you to see. Um, I wanted to remind you and just to advise you guys to go to uh, Jody Queen's. Monitor 2 is what I'm looking for here. Let's see. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Right there. The House of Art. So make sure you go check that out. House of Art. Like his page. Follow it. Jody Queen. When he's not out winning money on the National Trail. He is doing some fabulous artwork, him, him and Gary Bowling. Uh, the, there's the addresses. I just wanted to share this again with you before I sign off. But anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Stay safe. We'll see you on the water. <laughs>